Hey everyone, hope you're having a great day so far today. So with the immense success of The Mandalorian, and I'm saying this, you know, with all honesty here, I really love the show. I think it was, well, all my reviews are honest. <laughs> when you say that, you sound a little disingenuous. I really love The Mandalorian. I think it is such a good show, and the fact that George Lucas worked on it with like-minded creators such as Jon Favreau and the talented Dave Filoni, we really get something that harkens to the true feeling and grit of what Star Wars really is, and that's what it does. It really feels like Star Wars to me, to the original bare bones of it. Now, for many years before George Lucas sold his rights to Disney, he had plans of making his own live-action TV show, and George Lucas was actually involved with a lot of The Mandalorian today. So, it too dealt with the scum and villainy of the galaxy, and I wouldn't be surprised if The Mandalorian borrows some of the ideas here that would have been in that show. The show was called Star Wars Underworld, and this is how George Lucas described it. It's kind of like episode four. It's funny and there's action, but it's a lot more talky. It's more of what I would call a soap opera with a bunch of personal dramas in it. It's not really based on action adventure films from the 30s. It's actually more based on film noir movies from the 40s. Darker and grittier, the character-based show was intended to be around 100 hours worth of episodes and said to mainly take place in the belly of Coruscant's underworld during the span of time between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. This leads me to believe that we might just go back to Coruscant in The Mandalorian, and how cool would that be? Because we all know the Empire took over the Jedi Temple. The focus wasn't on any of the main characters from the movies, but that didn't mean none of them would make a guest appearance. So stay tuned to that, and I'm gonna get back to it in the video. In fact, it was first going to be about minor characters or completely new ones, and then gradually fold back into characters that we know and love, including telling the story of how Han Solo met Chewbacca and how they got the Falcon from Lando, which we got in Solo. Boba Fett was going to be in the show too, and maybe even Quinlan Voss, who was actually in episode one in the background. It was described as a bare bones and action heavy show. George also said that it would show what the population of the galaxy did for entertainment. George Lucas and his people managed to write 50 scripts and a movie of the week. These scripts still exist in Lucas's archives somewhere. And boy, would I love to see these. Probably never going to happen. I mean, I, I would like to believe that George definitely, you know, put some of his thoughts into The Mandalorian when he was talking to John and Dave Filoni. Now, someone did get a chance to read a few of them. It's the only episodes that I've heard anything about. Their focus, however, was on a character that we do know, Palpatine. It was apparently going to go into his past and be about his youth and would have made the viewers feel sympathy for the Emperor of the Universe. Yeah. That's right, it would have humanized Sidious. A LucasArts employee who worked on the video game God of War and was the one who got to read the scripts said this about them. It was the most mind-blowing thing I'd ever experienced. I cared about the Emperor. They made the Emperor a sympathetic figure who was wronged by this effing heartless woman. She's this hardcore gangster and she just totally destroyed him as a person. The LucasArts employee confessed that he almost cried while reading the scripts, explaining, this is the Emperor, the lightning out of the fingers Emperor that we all know and fear. That's something magical. And there you have it, guys. I mean, what did you think? Do you think we'll maybe see something like this in The Mandalorian? I fully believe that The Mandalorian will 
completely tie into Episode 9. I mean, they're bringing Palpatine back in Episode 9. And also, with the Mandalorian, we know it's basically all about Palpatine because, well, look, it's after the Empire. It's five years after Return of the Jedi. Where is Palpatine during this time? We all thought he's dead, but obviously he's alive. What is this whole baby Yoda thing? And of course, he's not Yoda, but is he a clone? Is he another Yoda species? What or who is he? Now, personally, what do I think about this? I kind of like where the Emperor is right now. I don't really want to give him a backstory where I sympathize with them or empathize with them, you know, and especially don't want it to be over something, you know, as trivial as, as a relationship or as a girl, because the Emperor is so much bigger than that. He's so much stronger than that. And that's what makes him the Emperor, you know. It would be interesting to obviously give him a sort of a human feeling, and I understand where George was going with that, and I'm very intrigued to see where that kind of goes. The Darth Plagueis novel sort of goes into that as well. I mean, Palpatine was a very rich, rich boy. He was born into a very rich family on Naboo, but he eventually went crazy and killed his whole family, and that's, you know, that's a different story for a different time. And of course, Plagueis found him and taught him the ways of the dark side, and the rest is history as we know it. Now, as for Palpatine, kind of... <laughs> having a bad breakup and then just becoming the Emperor of the Galaxy, I think it would just kind of ruin his image, because whenever we would see him from then on, we would know why he's like this. We would know that it was a woman that did this to him, that, you know, as powerful as he is, it was his own emotions that he wasn't able to take control of, and someone else was able to do this to him. So it's not like an organic evil. It's not an, a real pitch black, you know, to the depths of his core evil. It's a cause and action. It's something that happened to him, and it's, you know, I mean, it, it makes it much more relatable, and that's the thing about it that's so interesting is that it makes it so relatable and so empathetic because we've all gone through breakups. You know, we've all gone through our own share of whatever, any, any sort of heartbreak or something like that, at least most of us here. So it makes you wonder just how Palpatine would be perceived after this whole thing would have went down if that were to be revealed like that. I feel like we'd feel sorry for him instead of fear him. And, you know, we'd want to give him maybe like a hug at the end of the day instead of, you know, constantly just being afraid of this guy who's just malevolent and evil embodied. Now, would I be interested to see this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would I would love to see anything to do with Palpatine's backstory because, you know, we haven't gotten anything like that before. But to have him turn to the dark side because of a woman... Ah, I think Palpatine would, you know, he'd just be so over that. He'd be so much bigger than that. You know, he's he's more of a godlike figure. And if you give him some sort of a, a human feeling of feeling sad over a relationship or getting getting upset over a relationship and turning to the dark side completely and going on this hell bent mission to just rule the galaxy because of a woman, because of a bad breakup, because of heartbreak, I just think it kind of takes away his god status and makes him a little bit more relatable, which I know is the point, but it just wouldn't have the same feeling for me. I don't know. I want you guys to let me know in the comments below about that. Now, if we were to one day go down that route and to get a Palpatine backstory, I would love that. You know, I think that would be really cool. I would love to know more about one of the most powerful, well, the most powerful Sith Lord in Star Wars history. However, I just don't think it would be that true to his character. Double, however, if Rey is Palpatine's granddaughter or niece or whatever related to him somehow, this would be a proper explanation as to, you know, where that came from, that Palpatine had a love and, you know, she broke up with him and all this stuff or whatever happened. But at that point, it would just kind of turn Star Wars into a bit of a romantic, well, I guess it already is a romantic fairy tale. So, I don't know. I'm very up in the air about that. You know, anything George Lucas does, I enjoy. But I think, you know, this one is 
I don't know if I would want Palpatine to have that kind of a backstory. We'll see where they take it with Episode Nine. I hope it's, you know, some place where we can understand more about Palpatine's story. And I think we're going to know more about that, of course, in The Mandalorian, seeing as the last episode for Season 1 ends December 27th, you know, uh, about a week or so after Episode Nine comes out. So I'm thinking that everything is going to tie in synergistically with one another, and it's going to be very sweet. It's going to be very, you know, well thought out. At least I hope. So... I'm thinking that Palpatine's backstory won't be known until maybe season two or season three, more in depth in The Mandalorian. You know, 100 hours George Lucas wrote, 50 pages at least, right? So I'm thinking that if we get that with The Mandalorian, we've only had so far, I think, uh, eight episodes at 30 minutes each. That's like four hours. That's nothing. So we got, I would say, maybe another eight or nine seasons left if they're going to keep going that you know that length and that route maybe in season two they'll make them longer i don't know but anyways the, you know this video is filled with you know information and also my theory and explanations on all of this stuff so i want to know what you guys think would you have liked to see a sympathetic young palpatine and how he turned to the dark side i mean anakin turned because of love and because of a woman so apparently so did sidious or you know he would have in this show speaking of which would you have liked to have seen the star wars underworld or are you more excited about the Mandalorian. In my opinion, I really think they're one and the same. I think, you know, George's ideas of those 50 scripts have definitely been talked about and, you know, considering he was part of the show and he was definitely, you could see him behind the scenes, you know, recording and, and directing and this and that. He was definitely part of it. He must have shared some of his thoughts, I would imagine. I would assume. I would hope. Or maybe this is a show that they're going to plan in the future as well. Maybe once The Mandalorian is done or they're going to do it in kind of like in conjunction as well. Something to do with Coruscant, maybe a little bit during the Empire or before or after it. Leave me your thoughts down below. As always, thank you for joining me in today's video. This is some pretty cool information. I really hope that George will open up about these 50 scripts that we were supposed to get. I really wonder what we were supposed to receive from his vision here. Anyways, throw a like on this video if you enjoyed it, and I'll catch you in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always.